Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. We have Simone Vincenzi with us all the way from London, Great Britain. He is what you know as the expert strategist, the co-founder of GTEx. You'll find out what GTEx is all about from him directly. He writes for several different publications, and most importantly, also has a podcast called Explore Your Expert Business. So he is in the business of turning experts into authorities in their field and walks them through a blueprint of how to get that done. He's also had a few books that he has written that have been life-changing for a lot of people out there, whether it's professionals or entrepreneurs. So let's meet Simone and talk to him directly about his business and himself. Welcome. Uh, thank you, Aziz. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where, you know, how did this all begin? Where did you begin? Ah, where did I begin? I think uh, one day my mom and dad. <laughs> 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 I think that's that's how that's how for many for many beings. Uh, but the um, uh, my background uh, before was in the paper industry, uh, and uh, I started working when I was fourteen. Um, at the age of fourteen, uh, my parents split up because uh, unfortunately my father. Was and my mom had enough and said, that's the door, you're out. So the finances changed in the house. Well, before we could go on holiday or I could have, uh, could go to the summer camp with my friends, then it wasn't happening anymore. And as you could see my mom, she was really stressed out, she was really struggling. And I said, you know what, I just want to be independent. I don't want to feel that, that guilt of always asking my mom for money that she doesn't have. And I started working a waiter, you know, mm-hmm. what do you do as an Italian? <laughs> Very stereotypical, right? <laughs> and but the, the difference that I absolutely loved it, I loved it so much that I became obsessed about working in restaurants. Um, while the way I had other friends who maybe were doing it during the summer, but it was just to have some pocket money for me, it became my career choice. And I knew from 14 years old that that's what I wanted to do. Um, I worked in a, a lot of restaurants. I, I I was really lucky and met people that saw my passion and helped me grow within the industry, helping making connections. By the age of 19, I already worked in more than 200 different restaurants uh, through different companies and managed my first mission star restaurant. And that's how I received the offer to uh, come to London. Mm-hmm. Someone said, hey, I like your style. I have a restaurant in London. I was 20 years old, nothing to lose. Pack my bag. Let's go. <laughs> that was the that was the new adventure that I had. So where where did the shift happen from being kind of in the restaurant industry to what you're doing today? Uh, it was thanks to I said uh, uh, that I met to some really some great people that helped me along the way, and the person that gave me the offer to work in London. After two years, I was working in that restaurant. Said I was 22 at the time. He said, Simone, I think you are wasted here. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> so I think you can do much more with your life. But the most that ever happened to you that you had someone that saw in you something that could, you could not see in yourself. Well, I don't know if that ever happened to you. But that, that was that moment for me. And uh, he, he gave me some books to read. Uh, he told me to go and find the free events and free seminars. And that's where uh, the world of entrepreneurship opened up to me. Uh, I had an idea in the future to have my own restaurant, but it was uh, in, in the far future. It was not immediate. 
And when I went to my first event, I immediately fell in love with the world of coaching. Uh, it was like, I saw the speaker on the stage and I said, I, I want to do that. And mm-hmm. I felt such a level of certainty in me, which is the same level of certainty I felt at 14 <laughs> when I said, this is my career. In fact, I only had two careers in my life, the catering industry and then the, the, the business that I started in the coaching industry when I was 32. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I can't really explain, but I was certain that that was the right thing for me. And that's where the shift happened. All right. When was this? Which, which year are we talking about? Oh, wow. Uh, 10 years ago. Uh, that was, uh, that was 10 years ago. So it's uh, 2010. Okay. Uh, that was, uh, that, that was the time. So I'm, I'm, I'm 32 this year. And I had this, uh, uh, this idea to have my, to have my coaching business when I, when I was 22. Uh, of course, I, I was very confused because I had to learn how to coach first and <laughs> I had to, then I had to deal with the fact that People didn't want to work with a 22-year-old life coach for, for obvious reason. <laughs> but the people that sold me the course, they didn't tell me that. <laughs> so just say, yeah, anyone can be a life coach. Um, but I got to say the coaching skills that I got were that they completely transformed me as a person. And I started my first business delivering leadership workshops in schools. Mm-hmm. And that was my first business. And within a year, uh, I was able to, no, within two years, my first year was very rough. But from the second year, I was able to work in 150 schools uh, every year, and that led to build my event company, which led to build GDEX, which led to build the other businesses that we have now, <laughs> and, and, and the expansion that, that we have. We have about three businesses now, and invest in other companies as well. Awesome. So let's talk about GTEx. What, what all do you do under the GTEx umbrella? And what do we do in G- So GTEx stands for Growing Together Exponentially. That's what awesome. GTEx is. Right? Awesome. But of course, when we created the company name, uh, my business partner and I were both 22 at the time. We were young and stupid. Uh, I'm still young and stupid, but <laughs> we were even more young and more stupid then. So <laughs> uh, we had our name growing together exponentially of the company, and we created our website growing together exponentially, our business cards growing together exponentially without realizing that no one can really tell it or write it. Because <laughs> imagine sending an email, Simone at growingtogetherexponentially.com. Right. <laughs> no one could actually get an email right. So we had to find a different way and we condensed it into, into GTEx. And that's where people actually could remember the name. And the work that we do is uh, now to turn experts into authorities. Throughout our business journey, the biggest struggle that we had, both my business partner and I, is that we were very young and no one knew us. So we didn't have a network. Now, with us, when you are farther along in life, you start a business, you've built a solid network throughout your life. We both came from different industries, so we had very few contacts. The majority of our friends were still like getting wasted, <laughs> going clubbing, and we decided to live a different kind of life. And so the, the biggest struggle that we had was uh, for one to, for people to take us seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I can trust that if I pay you something, you're going to deliver what I'm going to pay you for. And the second thing is that no one knew us. So we had to build everything from scratch. 
And if not, if you don't have people to know you, how are you going to sell your product or service? How are you going to change lives? How are you going to make the impact? How you, and, and all that, that that comes for it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why from that struggle and building a company to build, we had a lot of people asking us, no, how, how did you get established? How did you start from scratch and got established? And that's where the panic dropped and we moved our business. And uh, now we are working with people, looking at their visibility, making sure that they have a solid business model in the back end. And having a business that make that is fulfilling for them. It's not just something that makes money, but makes an impact in the world. And at the same time, they, they're visible and getting out there. So, you know, let me ask you the question, growing together exponentially. So in the last 10 years, how exponential has it been for you? Ah, oh, where can I start? Um, it is really interesting because if you are thinking about the exponential curve, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's also why we call the company in this way, because the exponential curve, you see that there is almost nothing happening, right? So it's flat, 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 and then it goes up. And that's uh, almost what happened to us. Uh, the first four years, flat, 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 <laughs> flat, 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 very little traction, very little traction. And we were just like working every day, 15, 16, 17 hours a day. It was an obsession for the both of us. But then something happened. Uh, we've been running, so we started running a, a, while we, I was doing, a, he was doing contracts in the recruitment industry to make sure that he paid his bills. That was his background. And I was uh, having my contracts in schools. So when we started GTEx, we started running events where we had other speakers coming in and delivering the, uh, their seminars, their talks to our audience. We started in a very, <laughs> we started in a farm. <laughs> that was our first event. <laughs> We had four people come in the first event. Uh, two of the speakers. <laughs> one was my business partner, father, <laughs> and the other one was the only person who actually turned up with me, chained in the chair, and said, "No, you're not going to move from here." Uh, and from there, we run religiously one event a week for four years. We didn't miss one. Mm-hmm. So we arrived to the point where we reached about the two hundred events a month in four years. And there, so we became good. We became really good at what we were doing. After 200 events, no, you got some experience. And so there wasn't, but not sure familiar with a speaker called Les Brown. Mm-hmm. So Les Brown did a big event in London with a thousand people. And I got connected with the event organizer of this event and offered help because I was already coming from an event background and catering background. They said, let me help you out and support you in this event. But I also, in the meanwhile, I trained uh, to be a professional MC, so I knew to how to host events, and I had a lot of experience. So the organizer then said, would you like to be the MC of the event with Les Brown? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was 26 at the time, so it was uh, like a dream come true, because Les Brown was the person I was, I was reading his books, I was watching all these YouTube videos, it was a huge inspiration. I was like, I had a crush totally on him. And so having been, just being able to, not be in the same event, but being on the stage and introducing him and the other speakers, for me, was a huge honor. And uh, from that moment, that's where the exponential curve went up, because it was almost the validation that people needed and the exposure that we needed to show people that we were good at doing what we were doing, but also that uh, we had this kind of level of endorsement. And from there, literally, our company went from 20,000 that was that year to 120,000 that, that we had literally 100,000 pounds in, in mm-hmm. revenues 
then doubled the year after, and then we doubled the year after, and we doubled the year after again. So it has been um, an exponential growth. <laughs> awesome. awesome. So let me ask you this question. So when you know a lot of people are experts in different things, you know, yeah. so one of, one of the common um, issues, challenges that people have is they could be experts in more than one thing, and they don't know which one to chase. That's that's one part of it. Then the other part of it is, hey, I'm an expert. All I want to do is talk about things that I am good at. This entire thing, you know, uh, marketing, sales, uh, systems, all of this is too overwhelming for me. That's the other challenge a lot of experts face. And I'm sure that's what you're trying to tackle in your Absolutely. programs as well. So so tell us, uh, how, the, how, how does somebody move from that kind of a mindset, mind frame, to being an authority and to being in control of what they do? All right, let's start. That's, a, that's such a great point. And I want to start with the first question you asked, which is, uh, what if you have uh, too many things you're going to choose from? Well, mm-hmm. how are you going to, to focus? Mm-hmm. So first of all, it depends. Uh, I'm going to answer the question given two, two answers. The, the first part is uh, it depends as well on uh, how you are as a person, as a personality. Because mm-hmm. there are some people that uh, they are like to be direct one way, they want a topic, they find a topic, and they're happy to talk about that. Mm-hmm. You have other people like myself, which are incredibly creative. And so for them, just talking about one thing every single time, it becomes boring as hell. There's a loss of motivation. So first of all, is to understand what kind of personality are you. If you are the person with you are super focused, and you like to talk about one topic, and it doesn't matter how many times you talk about it, you're always in love with that topic. Mm-hmm. Then that's great. You're going to, I'm going, you're going to love the answer I'm going to give next. But if you are the kind of person who is very creative, I love to talk about different topics. What you want to have is to find the one topic which is at the front that is the way in for all the other topics that you are talking about. So I'll give you an example. I talked, uh, my main topic that I always talk about in the front end is visibility. That's what people hire me for. That's what people know me for. That's what, what I talk about the most to people that don't know me. Mm-hmm. But then, when someone becomes a client, then I have courses on creating events, on creating webinars, on creating podcasts, on having a, a, an earlier business model, on visibility. So there are all the other topics that I'm interested in that I want to teach. But if you teach everything on the front end, what happens is that people get overwhelmed because they cannot really understand what you are about. Mm-hmm. Right? But then this is a good way to give yourself the variety that you need if you like to talk about multiple topics and still give your market the focus point of you are the expert in that thing. That Does it make sense? Oh, yeah, it does. It does. And uh, how, how do you take somebody from, you know, distilling their expertise to actually going after also managing sales, marketing, you know, processes, systems, that stuff. Yeah, so um, let me go back uh, uh, to finding your expertise and refining which one it is, and then I'm going to answer this question. Okay. So um, we have a model called the hero model, and this is something that anyone can do in about five minutes. And all you need to do is just take pen and paper, and to find your expertise, first of all, you write down for one minute all the things that you love talking about that you're really passionate about. So with all the things that you can do, which one are the ones you love talking about? And you write them down for one minute. 
Then from those one, you pick the one where you have the most experience. Because people are hiring you because you have experience on something. So you circle the one that you have the most experience. Mm -hmm. Then from the one that you have the most experience, you circle the one that you know you can provide results. Because people will hire you to provide results. And so now you can see that the list is getting shorter. And then you have another one, which is, uh, okay, from this one step you love, that you have experience on, you can provide results, absolutely, and you have proven case studies on that. Which one uh, is the one that uh, has the biggest opportunity? Because at the end of the day, you want to be in a market where people have the money to pay you. Right. Uh, and that's how you run a really good business and find uh, with this process uh, your your main topic. So I hope that the clear, that's clear and that can answer the question of someone who says, oh, I would love to know how I can find I can find my niche or I can find my expertise. Mm-hmm. All right. And then the systems process stuff? System and processes stuff. Uh, the, the answer, you might not like it and the listeners might not like it, but uh, if uh, you want a business, suck yeah. it up and become good at it. <laughs> Because it's your choice to, to have a business, right? The fact that you're good at your topic doesn't mean that you're automatically good at business. Right. There are two different things. I, your topic is, so if you want to, and you love your topic so much, but you don't like business or you don't want to learn about business, then have a, have a job or have contracts and you, uh, and you have other people finding the work for you. You don't have to do sales. You don't have to do marketing. You just have to do the delivery. But if you want to build a business, then you gotta spend time to learn. And it takes a learning curve. And I, I would prioritize for people to learn sales and marketing first. Because if you have the ability to attract people and the ability to convert them into clients, then your business, you can generate revenues and then attract, have two members that can fill all the other gaps or help you with the sales and the marketing in the future as well. Awesome. So, you know, in the last 10 years, with all the, all the people that you've trained, and I'm sure you've, you've worked with corporations and such as well, uh, like the schools that you talked about, what has been one thing that stood out to you in terms of commonality as far as the challenges that uh, your clients experience? Hmm, that's a very good point. I think there are, there are four. Okay. Four big commonalities uh, that I see. One, it can be a, a lack of clarity. So that's the starting point. Uh, and when you're starting something out, you want to be clear on where you're going. Otherwise, if you try to do too many things at the same time, it, it's almost like spinning around in a circle. So it's almost having the gut. And sometimes you don't know if you are betting on the right thing. And that's, the, that's why people struggle to commit because it's a bet. Is this going to work or not? If I put my eggs here, is this going to work? It's always good to have a plan B. <laughs> now we are in team on the, the, the podcast on a plan B. So if that the plan A doesn't work, it's always good to have a plan B. But what's your plan A? And that's uh, the first part. The second thing after the clarity is uh, your conversion. So uh, people that might have, they know where you're going, but they don't know how to attract clients and convert them into customers. And which I said is about the ability of learning about sales in, in, in this case. Uh, the other problem I see is a common one. They might be know where they're going. They know, they might know their product, their services, how to convert clients, but they're not able to generate enough interest 
And uh, that's the marketing piece of the audience attraction. And then uh, the last problem that I see is then their profile. So uh, they might know how the clarity, they might have the conversion, they might not attract people, but then uh, they don't attract the people that they want or it becomes uh, a struggle to sell the product or service because their credibility and their positioning in the market is not reflecting uh, what they are, uh, what their skills, what their expertise is, uh, and so on. And so I think that if people work on their clarity, their conversion, their uh, their attraction, and their profile, then they have a solid business. They have a solid system, and then they tap all the different points that make a business really successful and, and work. Awesome. And how about have you come across clients who probably have an expertise, who have this willingness, they they want to do something. But they have this mindset issue where they're questioning themselves, you know, am I good enough? Uh, you know, can I do this? Should I step out of uh, who I am or who, where I have built my comfort zone and expose myself to rich people? Have you come across those kinds of clients and how do you help them? Well, I, I, uh, let me tell you that I've not met one that doesn't have them. <laughs> <laughs> myself included. I put myself in there because we, is human, is human nature. Uh, we, depending on where we are, our comfort zone can needs always to be stretched. And so I remember, for example, that uh, um, uh, we were uh, launching, we were already working with thousands of people. So I had no problem and no no problem and issues and confidence to say, I can guarantee that they're going to do a good work if you're starting out your business. But we launched a new program to help businesses with where six and seven, and seven figures on, on the scalability part. And I found that I kept postponing and pushing the launch of that product and that service because I was working with them one-to-one. I was doing a lot of consulting one-to-one, but never a group program or a community of that level. And so that was my personal things or my personal belief that, and it took me a while to realize that I was scared that I was not going to be able to deliver at that level because I've never done it before. And so how do we work around it? Because that's now the becomes how do we work around it? Uh, I think that's where community comes comes really in hand in, into play in this part. Because when we have our own barriers, it's very very difficult to push past the barriers on our own. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's incredibly difficult because our mind is designed to in any way to protect from raising that bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how we are wired. So. When we have, as human beings, we respond well to the external environment. We, we model and we raise our standard depending on the environment in which we're in. So having people that around are able to help to push you and raise that bar and hold you accountable so when you don't, when you don't slip back, that for me and for a lot of our clients is a game changer because uh, you don't feel that you have to do this uh, process on your own and you have other people that are setting the bar for you so then you can raise your bar accordingly. So, you know, you mentioned uh, doing events and that you've done about 200 plus events. So in this current environment where it's pretty difficult to do in-person events, yep. how, how, how are you doing it and how are you leveraging online technologies? Uh, I mean, uh, it has been, uh, it has been uh, the, 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 the beginning of the lockdown has been tough has been hard. I gotta thank all my work in personal development that gave me the resilience to just not lose it because 
we have a, one of our companies, we work in the corporate business and we do corporate training uh, mm-hmm. for recruitment agencies. We lost about like a hundred thousand pounds. It's probably about hundred twenty thousand dollars now, like this, bang in one day. Right. So that that wasn't an happy day. That wasn't an happy day at all. And then uh, we had to reschedule. So now we run about a hundred events a year with our company, and they do more, and they do about two hundred events a year in general. Because that was the beginning. But for the past four years, I've been speaking two hundred times a year. Uh, hundred for my events, and another hundred. Uh, more or less with, uh, with other uh, and other events. So we had to reschedule literally in a week about a hundred events and find a way to run them online. Fortunately, I did a lot of online trainings in the past. It wasn't our core business, but I knew how to do it. So that, uh, thanks God, I already had the skills to then be able to apply it. And so we switched the model and we run interactive online training. Awesome. We are using Zoom because you know you have breakout rooms, you can give them activities, you can do group work, you can get them to write things down. So it becomes uh, uh, the experience, of course, is you never have the fear that you have at an event. And I miss that so much because I love, I love people. I'm Italian. What can I say? I just, I just love people. I hug everyone. <laughs> so this for me is something I can do online training. We can do it well, but it's not the thing that I enjoy the most. So, um, but on the other hand, it helped also actually grow that side of the business because uh, we now we were before we were only working with the London market because we were our physical community and physical events in London, and London is a good place because you know there are enough people. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not that you are in a small town in the countryside. You have enough people in London to have a solid brand yeah. with our model. But now we're really with this methodology and this way we opened up the entire world. We already had people from other countries joining programs that they wanted to join before, but they couldn't. They couldn't. They would have been flying right. every single time. So that, okay. it's always a blessing. Everyone. Awesome. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about your podcast. Uh, I love writing podcasts. I, I don't, <laughs> it's just, I think you need incredible people. Uh, I, my podcast is a very selfish project. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find interesting people, I ask them questions, and I learn. So it's, a, it's an incredible show where we interview other experts in the coaching, speaking, mentoring field um, to, on how they grew their business, what challenges they had to overcome. And also we interview our clients on how they are growing their businesses, what challenges they are overcoming. So you can have people that are really established in their business, like running seven, eight, nine-figure businesses in the space. Or you have people that are starting out or that are in around the 30, 40, 50K mark that are building and and growing and see what the work they're doing to make this happen. Uh, and that's uh, our podcast, which is Explore the, Your Expert Business Show. And I absolutely love running it. Um, we have about three, almost 300 episodes by the time we're recording this one. We're running it for three and a half years, I think. And then how about your books? Uh, my books, you know, the, the books that I have actually are quite old. So I need, I need to, to write, uh, to write, to have a new one coming up next. Uh, but there is a book that I recommend uh, for people to, to read. Um, it's a very short book. It's funny. Uh, and it's called 69 Buzzing Questions to Turn Your Life Upside Down. Um, it's a very controversial title, <laughs> but uh, there's a big 69 on the on red on the front of the of the cover. Uh, there is a story why the book is titled that way, 
no sexual references, but there is a story that actually has a very powerful meaning behind it. So gonna get the book to see the story, read the story. But it is a is a series of quotes that I've collected with the explanation of why these quotes are um, are powerful and the explanation of how to implement and apply the quotes in, in your own life. And that was my very first book um, that uh, I think is a very is very easy to read. And, and it takes about like a couple of hours, but it is, you can use it to, you know, to, to give you inspiration throughout your day and, and your life. That's pretty awesome. You know what? Last year, I wrote a book called My Inspiration Quotes That Shaped My Self-Improvement Journey, which is a collection of about 700-odd quotes from the last five years where every day, at the end of the day, I would distill my experiences into a quote. Wow, uh, that's brilliant. And that's my first book. <laughs> <laughs> we got that for something in common there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I had a, I had the sixty nine of them because I didn't have as much experience at the time. And no, no, you can definitely write more than than what I was able to write at the time. So that's pretty awesome. So what what's next? What's coming, Simone? What what are you doing next? And what should people look forward to? Uh, what am I doing next? Well, at the moment uh, we are uh, we're fine. So we are working a lot in the background to tighten up our processes and system and making sure that our clients get a, a such an experience online that they were having offline. So a big part of the time right now is spent to reviewing courses, refining our operations. We are redoing completely our members area, which we had about like 35 different courses, but we are refilming them and making sure that it's a higher production quality. So a big part of is spent in making sure that our clients have a great experience and get great results from the courses that they buy. And then at the same time, we are always working on new projects. So we have recently invested in a company in the recruitment space where my business partner is managing at the moment. And we are helping them it and hiring and positioning the right people uh, and training their staff. So that's a, a big part of it. Um, in this case, his focus, Ben Shorter, my business partner, uh, was spending a lot of time in, in that company at the moment. And uh, uh, at the same time, we are working on our new book, uh, From Expert to Authority, which is very likely to come out in September or October. I'm uh, putting the final touches at the moment. And it's been one of these things that I've been writing for the past two years. You know, when you say putting something out there, uh, and I think I got a bit stuck in the perfectionist mode, and uh, now I thought I got someone to, to, to help me out because on my own, I couldn't find a way to read. There was always something that I wanted to add. And so I found that I needed help to get someone else to say, actually, yeah, this is what we are doing, and we are going to put it out there. So I'm, I'm really excited to, to be launching it in September, October. Hey, Simone, this has been great. You know, learning about you, your your life, your company. Um, you know, obviously, we look forward to your book and the next steps in terms of where you're going. Before I let you go, one takeaway that you'd like to leave for the listeners, and also let us know where people can reach you and find you. Ah, let me start with thank you very much. I appreciate it. And let me start with uh, where people can reach me and find me. Uh, we can find that in two places. Uh, one is uh, the um, is our website. This is gtex.org.uk. So it's gtex.org.uk. And um, definitely make sure you subscribe and listen to the show. If you are interested in the personal development industry, becoming a speaker, a coach, or a trainer, 
this this is a, a valuable resource uh, for you. We have uh, more than 300 episodes that you can listen to and understand the different uh, mindset and strategies that people are using. Um, I also have a, a training. If you're interested in getting more visibility and getting featured in uh, bigger publications, I have a training on how to get featured on Forbes and major publication, um, which uh, you can find at gtex.events forward slash Forbes training. Uh, I'm sure that we'll put a link, maybe now I'll send you the link so we, maybe we can put it in the Absolutely. show notes. Um, and uh, having said that, my final message, my final message for everyone is that when you have, when you're a dream, when you have a business that you want to run, it's easy to just isolate yourself and do everything on your own. But the magic happens when you find the right people. Magic happens when you collaborate because uh, I personally believe that together we can grow way more than we can do on our own. And so find the right people, find the right crew, and you'll find that you'll not only have an incredible experience, but also you will have what you need to always get to your, whatever your next level is going to be, you always have what you need. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure hosting you today and uh, look forward to your journey. Uh, thank you, Rajiv. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. I hope you liked that episode and are enjoying all the episodes in Plan B Success Podcast. I'd encourage you to go subscribe on your favorite platform, whether it's any listening platform or YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe so that you enjoy this content and extract from it what serves you best, what benefits you in your own life, personal, professional, business, whatever it might be. Plan B.Live is the website where you can go in order to find any episode that you would like to listen to. Three times a week, we release episodes, the first being an inspiring interview with someone who's done it, been there, done that, and can inspire you to go after what you want to achieve. Every Monday, that's the episode that gets released. And then, on Wednesdays and Fridays, we pick a topic and we talk about it in order to benefit you in your personal and professional life. At the same time, if you're someone who's interested in learning more about these concepts, if you're someone who's interested in podcasting as well, go check out planbsuccessschool.thinkific.com. That's where all the online courses are. You can learn and benefit from them there as well. There's a bunch of free courses. There's a bunch of paid courses. Start with the free ones. Get to learn what you aspire to learn. And if you want to delve deeper, then you can sign up for the other ones. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.